You cannot catch a virus. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, some some hard cider. Some hard cider, just. And we're back. We're back for another episode of Whiskey Beer and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. On the other end of the mic. Your other favorite host for this evening, boy, I say hello. Damn it. Me. Yeah, hello. No, no, uh, no Chris tonight. <clears throat> and Chris, He's... won't you... Chris? <laughs> Chris? No Chris. Project Blue being gone. <laughs> I'm periodically going to yeah, be checking. He's out. Uh... <laughs> he's a lizard guy shedding his, his lizard skin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, he, he's doing he, dad stuff. He's doing, he's doing dad, dad stuff. We're not gonna, duty we're gonna jab, jab, jab him too much. Uh, he already got the jab anyway, so he's off the show. Um, you may be wondering why it looks like I'm confined to a Harry Potter closet. Well, uh, I am. Uh, we <laughs> moved into our new place. It's uh, quite large, quite big, but uh, I don't know. I was weird about it, and I was like, this would fit perfectly. And I could set it up the way I wanted to. And I'm away from, you know, the kids sleeping. Uh, Storm Shadow can get his mm-hmm. beauty sleep. Um, I don't hear any background noise. Um, and if someone comes in the house to murder my family, I will be the last to go. So, um, at least I could still record while they are sleeping and doing their thing. No, but uh, it's going to be working out pretty good in here. So, um, bear with us <laughs> for the background uh, in the meantime, you know, I'll get that all sorted out with green screen. Probably put up like some erotic photos of Chris and like just like he with just his uh, utility belt on, you know, blocking his goods, goods in, in, in goods and greens there. So um, apologies for not releasing an episode this last week. Um, I was in the middle of moving back to Kansas, getting everything packed up. And uh, moving is a... Is everything good on your end, Boya? Can you hear me? Is everything good? Yeah, your your audio is like super choppy. Like is you it? keep cutting in and out and it's like you go like robot voice. Is it really? That's so weird. Let me check on that real quick. Let me see. Uh, that's so weird because it says like... Your video's down too. Is it really? Okay, here, let me hit stop. And I'll refresh my page. Yeah. It says you're... Okay. That's weird. 
Futon. Changes may not be. Yeah, I know that. Well, let me also do this. All right, Truth so, Hooligans, I want to tell you about our amazing friends over at Dr. Cowan's Garden. That's right, the Dr. Thomas Cowan, a practicing holistic doctor in San Francisco who has revolutionized health with healing your body through a clean diet and natural medicines. You may recognize him through numerous videos, lectures, discussing many different topics concerning your health. And when it comes to viruses and the integrity of some tests that are being used to prop up the pharmaceutical industry's mass hysteria operations. Dr. Cowan and his family have created a way to benefit your body by inputting clean, healthy toppings that you can add to your already existing diet. Dr. Cowan's garden has created powerful vegetable powders that you can add to your already existing recipes and use them as seasonings. Each of these jars contains roughly 50 teaspoons of a single teaspoon serve and a single teaspoon serving of Dr. Cowan's Garden's powdered vegetables equates to a full serving of cooked vegetables. Parents having trouble with stubborn toddlers not wanting to eat or finish their vegetables, not a problem. Throw a teaspoon of this shit on top, boom. A full serving of cooked vegetables. We're excited to work with Dr. Cowan's Garden by clicking the link, your unique promo code, Dr. Cowan's Garden, to receive 15% off your entire order. Change the way you view what you put in your body and see how these products can change your life. Okay, so we had some technical difficulties there. The fucking lizard people are at it again. Um... So apologies for not releasing an episode this last week. I was moving. Uh, Chris was working, busy as usual, with his typical dad and not uh, cop stuff or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't do an episode. We didn't want to rush one. We didn't want to kind of, you know, fudge our way through one because we have a three-parter planned. And this is part one of what I'm calling. I didn't I didn't ask you guys, but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> 9-11, the three towers. Oh, because is... there were three. <laughs> um, yeah it's amazing how many people don't know that yeah right they're like so there's tower one tower two and like the pentagon right no no you <laughs> idiot no. yeah just ask mr silverstein no, nothing hit the pentagon it was a fucking bomb yeah you know i think well we'll get into that but um you know before we do i want to shed a little bit of light on um two things well one uh you know a way to support the show is by using the affiliates, and we haven't done any affiliate reads uh, in recent days and episodes, and we're going to start be doing those again. So if you don't know who our affiliates are, you can check them out on our website. They're all linked right there. Got a hyperlink. Just click on it. Um, I did just order my uh, – I did a, a four-week supply of food on my Patriot Supply. Nice. .com, uh, through the link that we have. Um, I ordered some more cushy dreams as well as young chevity. So nice. those are heading towards us. That's a great way to support the show. Um, I, I kind of want to get away from the ads yeah. like, in our show. So moving forward, um, by the end of the year, for sure, you're only going to hear affiliate reads from our show and that's a great way to support us. So you guys get discounts. You're helping out these companies that are producing products that are, good for you vetted by us mm -hmm. um and we use ourselves and um you won't be hearing any uh, commercials for mcdonald's <laughs> so that's nice. or fucking vaccines 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you, boy, I'm glad you brought that up to the second part. Um, I think before we get into the episode tonight, like I really want to address a little bit about what's going on in the world with vaccinations, and you know the current administration <laughs> um, is going balls to the wall. Oh, dude, going and all out. We had Andre from Project um, Arapaho Pario on, and dude, he he kind of nailed it. Yeah, he kind of nailed it. He said, "I think the Biden administration is going to come out with the emergency uh, broadcast system and and tell everyone to go get the the GB jab." And the first step was what they did this past weekend with mandating mm-hmm. any private employer that has over a hundred employees to get the vax and if not for them to go get tested whether that be weekly bi-weekly on their own dime raise your insurance um and it's putting people in some it's some interesting positions yeah um is this the start is this the the tip of the iceberg the precipice um what do you think well First of all, uh, everybody needs to understand that a mandate is not a law. Um, doesn't matter if he signed an executive order to create a mandate or not. You don't have to follow a mandate. Um, yeah. But the the biggest issue is, is that since all of this has happened, you know, since they started lockdowns last year, um, the word mandate has kind of just been exchanged with the word law. And that people are assuming that they have to follow this shit. Um, mm-hmm. You can walk into a private business that says we have a mask mandate and you can basically tell them, okay, that's fine. And continue without your business without wearing a mask. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they could ask you to leave, but generally they're not going to. Um, but what's here's what's going to happen. And it's already happening with a lot of places. There's a hospital in New York where they have to suspend baby deliveries because all the doctors and nurses have walked out over these mandates. Um, mm. So that's what's going to end up happening. I don't recommend anybody walks out and quits. I just recommend you don't do it um, <clears throat> because you cannot be forced to take uh, a medication or a vaccine without informed consent. We have not had transparent, informed consent. Um, there's definitely a lot of information that they're making up, a lot of information that they're withholding, a lot of information yep. that they're just straight up bullshitting, right? Um, and every time people tell me, well, you're not a doctor, I think of the the book that Bill Gates was photographed uh, in front of that said how to lie with statistics, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Um there's yeah fun fact bill gates also not a doctor so yeah 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 and 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 this was all his fucking idea you know what i mean um and i mean people say well they trust dr fauci more i i i work with a guy who got extremely triggered over the fact that uh he said he said i uh just got vaccinated can i go home and i said wait you want to go home because you got vaccinated like so I, I don't understand. And he said, well, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking sick. He's like, well, yeah, I got vaccinated. So I want to get out of here. And he goes, yeah, but why, you know, his boss goes, yeah, but why do you want to leave though? He goes, well, I got vaccinated and you're supposed to be able to like take time off when you get vaccinated. And he's like, yeah, but you already got it. So 
And he goes, you know what, dude, just go home. And uh, he's like, I don't know why you guys are tripping anyways. Like you guys aren't vaccinated and it's FDA approved and this and that. And I go, okay, that's fine. Like no so one's guard Hill. Yeah. I was like, nobody's, nobody's saying that you, like, if you feel comfortable with getting it and you think that's the best choice for you, that's cool. And uh, he goes, well, it's approved now. So, and I go, yeah, but did you know that typically like the soonest they bring vaccines to market is about six or seven years. I said, some take much longer than that, but usually it's at least six or seven years. And he goes, mm -hmm. yeah, but they've been doing studies on it for years, so it's safe. And I go, so how long has COVID been a thing? Like a year? And he's like, mm. well, I mean, you're not a fucking doctor. So, and I go, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have gotten this for your choice. What I'm telling you is that what you just said isn't a fact. And he's like, yeah, but you're not a fucking doctor. And I go, no, no, I know it's not, but you're more than welcome to look this up and, and tell me if I'm wrong. This right. is information from doctors. Mm -hmm. And finally, I just kind of had to back down a little bit because for someone to get that triggered over me correcting uh, um, and, and presenting a fact, it wasn't going to go anywhere. So, but what, what they're, what you're going to end up seeing are employees, um, basically being told just to go home. They're not being terminated. And we're seeing it already, especially with doctors and nurses. Um, there's plenty of videos of nurses who who show up to work, they clock in, and then security comes and tells them, like, we need your badge, you have to leave. Okay, am I terminated? You have to leave. Well, I haven't been fired, I'm not leaving. I never quit, I never got a letter, I'm not leaving. You know, so that, mm -hmm. to be quite honest, is probably the best course of action. Um, you're going to want yep. your employer on record as much as they can telling you, you have to, and you telling them, well, I'm going to check with my doctor. I'm going to check with my lawyer. Um, I'm not comfortable getting it, you know, all of that stuff. Cause they can't force you. Right. And, uh, ask so, for an HR rep. Yeah. Or, and, if, or shit. I mean, if you're in the union, yeah. ask for a union rep. So I'm not yeah. going anywhere until HR union rep comes, whoever. Yeah. And, Until and somebody comes down here. Yep. And once they terminate you, as many lawsuits as you can fire off, there's Ooh, plenty of lawyers. Lawyer up. Yeah. Lawyer up. And I don't want to, Hey, 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 lawyer up. <laughs> that's that's going to be some lawyers theme song right there. <laughs> but, uh, that's honestly, that's the best course of action. Cause if you quit yeah. there, you really don't have a leg to stand on. If they terminate you, they're fucked. Um, they can suspend you, they could do whatever they want, but they're going to be at fault for, for basically discri medical discrimination. Yep. Um, they, they can't fire someone who's in a wheelchair, right? They can't file someone, fire someone with a disability. They can't fire someone who is, uh, ill with, you know, cancer or AIDS or any other terminal type disease. If that's even a thing. If, if it's real. Um, <laughs> But you know what I mean? So for here, here's an interesting story too, right? So my wife, when she was younger, the neighbors across the street, or her parents still live there. Um, her husband got sick. They took him to the ER. He's unvaccinated. They treated uh -huh. him. Yeah. They treated him like a fucking leper. They said, well, uh, you're not vaccinated. There's nothing we can do for you because everything that's wrong with you is caused by COVID. They found out that he had pneumonia, right? So they basically turned like, him what away. What are you talking about? My ankle's broken. Yeah. What do you fucking mean? <laughs> so they turned him away and they were like, too bad. You're unvaccinated. 
So he goes home. And when you get pneumonia, it's really easy to treat at the hospital. They give you a breathing treatment. They give you some steroids. They send you on your way. Um, But instead, they basically told him, fuck off. Uh, We can't help you. So he goes home. A couple days later, he has to take the ambulance to the hospital. And they finally start treating him. But they told him, we're going to admit you for five days and nobody can come and see you. Whether whether they're vaccinated or not. Wow. Fortunately, the guy's not a dummy. He's definitely team Patriot. And, uh, you know, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm sure he's going to be questioning everything they're doing, everything they're putting in his system, um, wanting proof of, you know, the medication, uh, that they're, that they're giving him and everything. Cause I mean, how hard would it be for him to be on an IV drip and somebody walk in and just squirt the vaccine into it? You know, some, some guy walking in singing R. Kelly, you know, drip, drip, drip. (laughs) So, Um, but, but yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. Fortunately, uh, my company has basically said, uh, no, we're not going to do that. So yeah. So my my camera's over here. Didn't see it. So I had to move it over here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I'll tell, I'll tell a quick one too, that, that, that I had a personal experience with, you know, with my company. Um, they had released a memo, um, about two weeks ago. And, uh, this was obviously before the mandate. So what they said was, is that we are requiring all of our employees to do a uh, COVID vaccination survey. (laughs) Have you had it? Um, if you've had it, we'd like a copy of your, um, Jew passport. I mean the (laughs) vaccine passport. Um, (laughs) And then if you haven't had it, we'd like to know how come you haven't had it. Um, so that way, the way that they're presenting is they want to know if you've been vaccinated or not. So that way, when they go into certain contracted jobs mm-hmm. that may require, hey, we require everybody that's working on this job site to be vaccinated. Well, we have 65 people that we could send there. Yeah. Right. And then others don't. Okay. So others too bad. Oh, there's too bad. Sorry. Um, and I didn't do the survey. It was due today. <clears throat> and so I had I'd contacted our safety guy and I was talking to him and I said, well, I have a question for you. So what is the uh, ramifications if I don't do the survey? Mm-hmm. And his reply was this big old spiel about the reason for the survey. So we know X, Y, Z. Uh, a lot of contractors are going to be asking for it coming in the near future. Um, we have no intentions of mandating the vaccine. Uh, we just want to know. And I said, fantastic. Uh, the question <laughs> was, what are the ramifications? And he kind of went into a little bit more. I said, so based on the question that I asked you, the answer is nothing mm-hmm. if I don't do the survey. And I said, in my opinion, it is an invasion of my privacy. And the survey in itself is discriminatory. Yeah. And, and, go, and you're going to put me on a list. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you would have a contractor ask your company, how many, how many vaccinated people can you hand me? Uh, is uh, your company should have shut that down immediately and said, no, 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 this is not how we're dealing with it. Here's mm-hmm. how many guys I have for you. Uh, take it or leave it because right. your, for your company, your medical history outside of the physical that they, uh, have you do before you get hired is none of their business unless right. you disclose it to them. And 
your medical history for your company is none of any contractor's business because yep. they don't they don't ask for physical uh you know um, results they don't ask for anything like that you know if they said we only want blonde hair blue eye electricians here yeah fold mine for her i'll be <laughs> yeah. there in the morning i'll be right there there's no difference there's zero difference you know what i mean well so, and 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 the thing is sorry i'm checking no you can you can check in the storm shadow um the thing is too is I have an issue with being put on a list somewhere. Yeah. Right? We're already on enough lists. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm already on enough. Fuck. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm surprised I can still fly at this point. But the issue is, is let's just, well, well, this is, it's purely private information. We're not going to have it. Bullshit. Yeah. Two reasons why I say that. One, my company does some high profile contracts. One is with Google. The other one's with Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. So guaranteed that those companies do projects in the future. They're going to require vaccinated people to work on their job site. hundred mm-hmm. percent. You mean to tell me you're going to walk away from multi-million dollar contracts? Yeah. Because you don't have enough people vaccinated in your company? Yeah. So you're going to mandate it. Of course you are. Yeah. And second of all, if the federal government walks into your building and says, we want a list of all the employees that are vaccinated and unvaccinated, you're going to say no? Yeah fuck out of here yeah so don't i can see bullshit a mile away and that's this is the start of it now maybe i'm being a crazy conspiracy theorist i don't think so um because there's no need for the survey because you also didn't ask me if i have fucking uh hpv which i do yeah right or you didn't ask me um when was my last uh you know bloodborne pathogen test yeah some actually infectious stuff, right? And ask yeah, me any real, of that. real shit. He, he, he asked the, me one of my last flu test, which test was, you know? Yeah. And and anybody you ask about, you know, tests or it, whether it's a company, whether it's your hospital, your doctor, because I, I did the same shit with Kaiser. Um, I got a hold of them. First, I called. They're, they wouldn't answer their fucking uh, customer helpline. Or their mem- their membership line. They tell you you have to go online uh, through your patient portal and do all this shit um, unless you come into the hospital. But you can't come into the hospital anymore unless you show a negative test within the past 72 hours or you show proof of vaccination, which is ridiculous. Um, but I asked them the same question. I said, what about vaccinated people, though? Are they Are you testing them? Because the studies are there. It's showing, in some cases, 27 times more likely to get sick and hospitalized with with severe reactions to COVID. And their answer was, uh, you could get tested in the parking lot. It's just a nasal swab. Okay, so you're not going to answer any of my questions. And they never replied again. So... Mm. It, it is. It, that's the thing is they're trying to make this a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But when you look at a place like Israel, that's had almost every single person vaccinated Whoa. and they're literally going on their fourth booster shot coming up. Fourth booster shot. And, and it's getting worse. And when you look at the numbers of last year compared to this time, uh, when a small portion of people were vaccinated compared to this year at this time, 
it's up over 300% of illness and people hospitalized. And now the CDC is telling you that unless you've had uh, your third COVID shot, they're considering you unvaccinated. So you, and you can find it on the CDC's website, all of the numbers, right, for cases, positive cases and uh, hospital admittance have changed. Every single person that's had two doses or a single dose of J&J, if they're sick, you're unvaccinated because you've either only had one dose two, or two doses. You haven't had three, so now you're not vaccinated anymore. So they've moved all those numbers over to the unvaccinated category. So it makes mm. it makes the numbers look worse, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's how they're playing with these with these numbers to make everybody terrified. And you still have people who actually believe that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, in our warehouse today for the first time. I'll be there for the next few months, probably before I jump over. Um, to a different uh genre, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they implemented masks again, like, but in the warehouse, oh. and they started it last week. So he's like, okay. "Any questions?" And I was like, "Fling, I got one." Yeah. Um, what is the reasoning behind the new masks mandated in, in the building here? Well, based on the national numbers of increased number of of cases and the CDC's recommendation. We've decided to put a mask back into. I said, okay, so, so not a study then, like not a like a double blind study of, yeah, masks actually you know preventing infectious disease spread of any kind or viruses or anything like that. No, just just national numbers and just because. You ask them basically. Ask them to read the box. Yeah, ask them to read the box that they come out of, and it'll tell you it does not protect you against a virus, um, or bacteria. <laughs> yeah they don't yeah logic's not a lo- logic's not a big thing right now because no. it's like here's a question how come all the amish people aren't dead or all or of the, the uh all of the illegals that are crossing the border infected with covid so anybody that is telling me i have to get vaccinated i'm out here killing grandmas and blah 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 blah, blah. um Every single illegal immigrant that crosses the border illegally does not have to wear a mask and does not have to uh, get vaccinated and does not have to test for COVID. And then mm-hmm. they release them in the United States. They put them on a plane. They put them on a bus. They just stick them in a fucking Uber and drive them into the middle of the city. And and so when you're when when the air quotes here, president tells you that you have to wear a mask, you have to get tested and you have to get vaccinated. But he's over here leaving billions of dollars worth of military equipment for our fucking sworn enemy real actual terrible fucking terrorists that kill women and children they take children brides they don't give a fuck about anybody if you have a western mindset um or every single illegal immigrant and it's not just mexicans i'm not saying everybody from mexico is crossing the border because that's not true they're they're fucking finding people from from africa from uh eastern asia all these different places they come to mexico because they know how easy it is to get across all of those people go unchecked for everything right and that's okay so american citizens actually have less rights right now um and they're being extremely strict with with these mandates and cracking down on them um when it has absolutely nothing to do with actually being sick 
because where are all right. the flu cases? What happened to all the flu cases? They're gone. They're gone. You know, the logic behind that, too, is so funny. Like, when you ask somebody that question, they're like, oh, it's because people are using masks and they're social distancing. Mm. Oh, perfect. So how come COVID cases are still going up? It's because people aren't social distancing and not wearing masks. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hello. Hi. Yeah. So yeah, it's say okay. that again, just slower. Yeah. So it's okay against the flu virus, but not uh, a COVID virus. It's different. It's more deadly. Smart. And they're like, it keeps mutating. It's like, no shit, dude, because what you're doing is you're introducing a medication into your body that's causing a reaction, right? And that reaction, and and when it comes to like bacteria and stuff like that, we know that there's a such thing as like, I guess I know you hate this word, but microevolution, right? It has to adapt in order to get stronger. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but we we know that for a fact, and we see we see it all the time with with uh, with animals. That's why there's so many different types of lizards and fucking butterflies and all kinds of silly shit, right? It's because they're prepared for a certain type of environment. So when you introduce a foreign poison into your body, it has a certain reaction, and of course that virus that is shedding in your body to react to that medication is going to mutate because it, it doesn't know what it is. It has to change the way it fights. And so now we have the Delta Lambda Mu, which, by the way, uh, your doctor can't tell you which variant you have, because in order for them to actually test for the variant, it has to be federally approved and funded because it's very intricate, according to them. Right. Mm. So if that's the case, then how do we know how many new cases of Delta there are, how many new cases of Mu there are? You don't. We don't even know, at the end of the day, we don't even know if COVID is real, mm-hmm. right? Which we, we can, which we can argue that it isn't if you look at the flu cases compared to the COVID cases. Yeah. I mean, I've even postulated that too, you know, yeah. before, like, all they did was just scratch flu out and wrote COVID and they're like, oh, you got that thing. Yep. That's the thing you have. That's no. the thing you got. You got symptoms. Oh, my son, my oldest son, he fucking... Uh, got a stomach bug and he was shitting his brains out and puking, right? And it had no fever, no cough, no runny nose, no nothing. Kid had a stomach bug. His little brother and sister had the same thing, each one respectively, a uh, week before that and then a week before that. And they got over it within two days. Uh, and my wife admitted this was probably her fault, but she called the school and said, my son's got the stomach bug. He's, he's puking and he's, he's pooping all over the place. He's not coming in. They said, he's oh, okay. literally pooping all over my house. <laughs> they said, oh, okay. It's like when you let a balloon go full of air. <laughs> um, <but laughs> <laughs> he's like, they were like, okay, cool. Uh, well, if he wants to come back to school, he has to have no symptoms for 24 hours. Uh, or for 48 hours, um, he has to have a negative COVID test, and um, he has to have a note from his doctor saying that that he has no symptoms. Um, um, and then, or he, he stays home for 10 days. And so my wife goes, but he doesn't have any symptoms. And they're like, oh, well, you said that he's got diarrhea and he's vomiting. And she goes, yeah, but... Like literally everything is listed as a symptom of COVID, even a headache, um, even allergy symptoms, itchy eyes, whatever. Um, but he has no flu-like symptoms. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you can go get a uh, uh, test. And they want the test where they jam the fucking thing all the way in his nose. Nope. I was like, nah, it looks like he's staying home for 10 days. 
And my yeah. wife's like, that's bullshit. We're not doing that. I said, I wouldn't take that test. There's no reason why I would take make him take that test, especially because he has zero symptoms. Uh-huh. So he fucking stayed home, you know, and he, everybody at school's like, oh, my God, he got COVID. I'm like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. You know, but it's okay for you to be at home for 10 days with no symptoms and, and instead of getting a test, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't make any yeah. sense to you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time to be living in. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, what's, what's looking pretty sweet right now, a bunker in the middle of nowhere. Oh, you dude, know if, I mean? if I won Get the lottery, VHS fucking tapes oh, going, hook if up, I the, won the lottery, the, that's what I do. The, the, the red, yellow and red <laughs> or the yeah red, white and yellow in the front of the yeah, TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honey, Hell we yeah. got the N64 hooked up. Let's get it cracking. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I'm sure some more, more things will develop as, as oh, yeah. we do these three part episodes and we'll, you know, talk about it more per these episodes and we'll do some, do some hooliganism uh, episodes on it. Catching up. We haven't done one in a while. We haven't uploaded Rockfin recently um but we've been pretty fucking busy so but um tonight's part one episode of 9-11 the three towers um it's going to be uh basically an, an overview of everything that happened on um the second darkest day in human <laughs> history obviously the first being the january 6th right um, uh, insurrection to uh insurrection excuse me uh especially according to the one who did 9-11 yeah, because how disgusting did that make you? Dude. Jesus Christ, dude. He's he, the fact that he said that Americans uh, who were protesting on January 6th were comparable to they said that our moral standards um, and our culture were comparable to the uh, terrorists that flew planes into now. Now. Okay, let's first of all, I, I don't want anybody to dig too deep into that because we already know the case with 9-11. It was an inside job. We fucking blah, blah, blah. Right. But the projection is these these fucking terrorists, these goddamn terrorists came into our country and did that. And, and don't get me wrong. There are people who hate the West. They'll do whatever they can to destroy us. But what he is saying is that us are the same as them. And that blows my fucking mind. Right. But then it doesn't because you're like, oh, it's George Bush. Yeah. And oh, uh, dude, the cabal, yeah. they they were all standing there, had their fucking picture taken. Right. You had Big Mike there with fucking Barry Soriento and you had the, the all the war criminals lined up. You had Hillary's body double there. Right. Yeah, because she's dead. Insane. Dead. You had Big Big Bill over there. Right. Fucking just itching to get back to whatever child he has handcuffed in his closet hotel room. And these people are telling you, anybody that questions election integrity, anybody that questions the Biden administration, COVID mandates, um, all of that shit, you're just as bad as any terrorist who walks into a building with a fucking explosive vest on and kills men, women, and children be just because, because just they're because Christian, of because they're, yeah, because they're Christian, because they're Catholic, because they're gay, because whatever. Right. Right. Insane. Well, what, what's interesting too is like, uh, uh, hopefully everyone's getting like that that photo. Mm -hmm. 
just like burned into my brain of the the cabal standing mm. up there, right? Like, hopefully you realize that you know what team they're on now, right? Like, yeah, Democrats. Remember the whole like, let's let's stop left, that. Right? Shit. It was yeah. it was Bush versus you know the Democrats, and he united us through the Patriot Act. I mean, nine eleven, and then <laughs> you know Obama was the one that was taking the fall for it was Bush's fault, and then you know, yeah. fucking the Clintons are out. I'm like, dude, they just. St- they might as well have stood there, hand on each other's cocks, yeah, and been like, <laughs> "This is the team we're on." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's a sinister. Six, it's not dude. like they're u- <laughs> unite. <laughs> it's not like they're uniting. Like it's the Olympics, and they're like, "All right, now the torch ceremony. We're lighting to have you hush, Bowie." Um, <laughs> you know, lighting to show the world that we're we're peaceful and we're standing together. Like they're like, no, like. You know, like we're on yeah. the same team. Yeah, Hi, we're guys. on the same team. Yeah, so that's so, like they're showing their hand. Exactly. So everybody's gonna stop with the Democrat, Republican, left, right bullshit because they're all riding together. They don't give a fuck about people, right? Um, you have Hillary Clinton out here, allegedly still alive, doing fucking guest speaking sessions for hundreds of thousands of dollars. You got fucking right. Biden's crackhead son uh, selling fucking paintings for hundreds of thousands of dollars george bush jr same shit uh you know what i mean it's all money laundering because and we'll get into it later episodes over 200 trillion dollars come up missing the day before 9-11 and they had announced that they were going to start investigating where all this fucking money went and lo and behold fucking portions of where the money came up where the investigation was getting started all destroyed during 9-11 so shocker yeah so what we're gonna do is we'll we'll start with the official timeline of events (laughs) right that the that the news told us what happened and we'll kind of get into where we were what we were doing at the time what our thoughts were at the time and um kind of when we decided like this is all bullshit they're fucking lying Mm -hmm. to us so, yeah, um, what's interesting and, and there was one particular site that I was looking through cause there's a, a really in-depth, um, timeline that they kind of lay out mm-hmm. they give certain times of, uh, you know, the hijackers are seen at the airport and, and then, you know, then the, the, the planes take off and then yeah. this phone call is made. And, um, so again, this is not our timeline this is just one of one of many i mean because there's a a pretty unanimous timeline from the official narrative that is presented um and that's we don't really need to discuss about like how that's that's off or not true uh i will go through that and later in the episode and then in the episodes leading up uh to this one or after this one rather but um, on this particular site that I'm looking at, there, there's one part I really want to get to, and it's pretty early <laughs> on in the day. But um, it goes in a relatively accurate chronological order. Yeah. Um, but this one, the first images, I guess, of uh, the hijackers came at 5.45 a.m., um, hijackers yeah, gotta, pass through security. Got to be there early. Got to be there early yeah. to check in. 
and you have uh, extra baggage that needs to be checked. Are you over any weight limits? Because um, we have to conserve fuel. So it's important <laughs> that it. you tell us if your bag is heavier than 50 pounds or not. That's it. That's so. right. Sir, did you pack your own luggage? I, yes, I packed the luggage. <laughs> so you're really sweaty. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. Death to America. I'm okay. What was the last part? I love America. <laughs> Um, yeah, hijackers passed through security screening at Portland, Maine. Failed. Um, a total of 19 terrorist hijackers will hijack four California-bound commercial airplanes shortly after their departure, departures from airports in Boston, Massachusetts, Newark, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C. Uh, in this particular image that they show, hijackers Mohammed Atta and Abdul Aziz Alomari passed through security at Portland International Jetport in Maine at 5.45 a.m. Uh, there's a couple famous photos of you see them dressed um, some casual khakis, a nice little button-up. Um, <laughs> they got a briefcase where they had all of their box cutters. It was picture day at terrorist school, so they had to get <laughs> fancy. <laughs> so here's what's interesting, too. At 6 a.m., New York City polling stations open. Uh, September 11, 2001 is a primary election day in New York City. Primary elections are being held for mayor, public advocate, uh, comptroller, and uh, other city offices. So I think Giuliani was up for election that day. Um, 7.59 a.m., Flight 11 takes off mm -hmm. from Boston. Um, 11 crew members, 76 passengers, and five hijackers, allegedly, mm -hmm. are on board. The aircraft is filled with 76,400 pounds of fuel. You got to mention that. Yeah. Why is it important that they mention how much fuel they have in, in this timeline? Cause Why the fuck would that matter? Because they're, they're trying to tell you without telling you. Yeah. Basically. Because uh, usually when they do, you know, Fucking timelines of flights. They're like, <laughs> did you also know? Yeah. There was approximately 300 Louis Vuitton yeah. bags. <laughs> well, that's 72 laptops. Yeah. Because uh, their whole explanation of why these buildings crumbled into themselves is, well, they had a lot of jet fuel. Um, bullshit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as you said, yeah. uh, it, was a, it was a Boeing 767. Big plane. Big ass Big plane. daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, flight 175 takes off at 8.15. Mm -hmm. United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston. <laughs> they do it again. Uh, <laughs> for Los Angeles, nine crew members, 51 passengers, and five hijackers. So does that 56? Total like 51 passengers. There's five hijackers, one quarterback, two defensive ends, <laughs> uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. The uh, flight uh, is a young priest with... and an old priest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at this point, Muhammad Atta is sweating like a Catholic priest at an all-boy summer camp because <laughs> he knows he's about to carry out the second darkest day in human history. Um, the, it says the flight is loaded with 76,000 pounds of fuel. Got it. 76. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, let me get to this real quick. Um, so... So 8.15, Flight 175 takes off. 8.19, Flight 11 crew members contact ground personnel. So they've only been in air for four minutes mm -hmm. at this point from Flight Arm. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's flight 11. So they've been in, in they've been in flight for 21 minutes. If at exactly yeah, 7:59 they took off. Yeah. Um, flight attendant Betty Ann Ong alerts American Airlines ground personnel of uh, to a hijacking underway on flight 11, reporting that the con the cockpit is unreach unreachable. Uh, using an in-flight phone, ONG transmits detailed information about the hijacking on the call, which lasts about 25 minutes. So, in 21 minutes' time, they have taken off, mm-hmm. reached cruising altitude. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming. Um, and then they've been on the phone, uh, which that phone call lasts 25 minutes, so now we're at... 46 minutes, um, and it says here, shortly before Ong's call, a hijacker, likely Satam al-Sakwami, has stabbed the passenger seated directly in front of him in first class. Uh, hijackers Muhammad Atta and Abdul Aziz Omari are seated in close proximity as well. Uh, at 8.21 a.m., two minutes into Ong's call, the hijackers turn off the, the plane's transponder, transponder, a device that allows air traffic control to identify and monitor an airplane's flight path. Um, it goes a little bit into more detail. I don't want to read too much about that, but yeah. um, again, this is more of the official timeline. Yeah. Um, already doesn't make sense. No, absolutely like, not. Um, already especially the fact that they tell you that the cockpit is unbreachable, right? Now, if that's the case, who the fuck opened the cockpit? Oh, unreachable. Yeah, unreachable. Like they're trying oh, like, oh, they yeah, they could they're, they're they trying to like right right right. Um and and here's So they I don't sorry, let me just point this out real quick. Yeah. So, in 21 minutes time, I don't think you can reach cruising altitude in 20 minutes. <clears throat> I don't know exactly. Not, not without people's fucking ears you know, bleeding Exploding. and popping and having all kinds right. of issues. So if, if that flight took off at seven fifty nine and it's going straight up to, to cruising altitude, which is 30, 30,000 feet, 31,000 feet, whatever. Um, that means they would have had to have stabbed the guy in front of them, breached the cockpit, took over the transponder mm-hmm. all while the plane is like yeah. this. Yeah. Which, seatbelt lights still on. Seatbelt lights still on, guys. Nobody's offered a a, a refreshment. No, uh, not, no, boom. no. Yeah, no you peanuts. Can't go to the bathroom. No. Um, all of your electronic devices are either off or set in airplane mode. Set in airplane. <laughs> your, your tray tables are in the upright, secured position. Yes, and okay. seats all inclined to the proper seating position. So, um, yeah. So, no, so just none of to that. Point no, that out. They're fighting this. Yeah, and I do. They're. they're Okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's it's my least favorite part about flying is the takeoff because you feel like it just feels like shit. The same reason I hate fucking riding in elevators. Um, but all of this happens, right? And they basically storm the cockpit, take over. They get a hold of this giant fucking seven sixty seven Boeing, which I'm sure is super simple for guys to fly. That they, they these these hijackers, which we'll get into uh, probably in the next episode, more in depth about who these guys are, how they learned, how terrible they were at flying school, but they handle these fucking commercial sized jets with no issues. Um, right. And the the other strange thing is, and it's hard it's hard because, and it's it's easy for me to be sitting here on the fucking ground. Uh, in front of a microphone saying like, if they, if I was there, I would have done this. You know what I mean? Right. But 
there was a lot of fucking people on that flight. And you're telling me that they stabbed a couple people. Everybody else stood down and was like, whatever you want, man. You know what I mean? And well, they're, that's because they were still seat buckled in. <laughs> they're like, dude, we can't. The planes up I this. can't help you. My buckle light is on, you know? <laughs> um, but the, oh, the hijacks, the hijacked planes just keep rolling through. Right. And, um, I don't know. I wasn't up early enough to see any broadcasts because we we're on the West coast. Right. So this mm-hmm. is all happening three hours ahead of our time. I wasn't up early enough to see any broadcasts about the planes being hijacked. Right. Um, when, by the time news hit us, we were watching the fucking planes fly into the building. So, uh, let's move on. What what were we at? Eight eight forty two. Was that the next? Um. So we got eight uh eight twenty. Okay. Flight seventy seven takes off en route to Los Angeles. Takes off from uh, Washington. Dulles or Dulles. Or Dulles. Dulles. Sounds close. International <laughs> Airport. Six crew members. Fifty three passengers. Five hijackers. And forty nine thousand nine hundred pounds of fuel. <laughs> nice. So. Little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then four minutes later, flight 11, which took, no, excuse me, um, flight 11 at 824, um, hijacker transmits a message. Um, so this was not 77 that took off at 20. Mm-hmm. This was flight 11. The first, the first, uh, uh first one to be hijacked. Yes. Uh, attempting to communicate with passengers and crew inside flight 11. They didn't know how to work the button, so they were like, <laughs> push this one, push And then the, the plane started banking. No, 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 wrong one, wrong one. <laughs> um, hijacker Mohammed Atta presses the wrong button, C, <sighs> broadcasting instead to tra- uh, air traffic control and unwittingly alerts controller of the attacks. <laughs> Minutes later, Atta Idiot. makes again an unintended transmission to ground control. Then he calls the Navy. <laughs> no, he didn't call. Hello, Navy. <laughs> I have your plane. Another like, Russian now, I guess. That yeah, that's not our plane. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. At least one of Atta's transmission is picked up by the pilot of Flight 175, Victor J. Slorencino, uh, who will inform the Federal Aviation Administration of what has what he has just heard minutes before his own plane is hijacked. So, this leads us to. Uh, 8.30, 8.30 a.m. Sliding up here. Uh, the World Trade Center comes to life. Morning activities have commenced at the World Trade Center. Oh, dude. People yeah. are getting their coffee. Yeah, maybe there's bagels in the break room, you know, a little, a little Einstein bagel set up. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe it was someone's birthday, singing happy birthday, got a little cake, you know. New York cheesecake, like, oh, maybe. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. All right. That's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, oops, that's messing up the audio there. Um, I just wanted to look this up. Uh, well, it did. I was looking this up to see how long it would take a fully loaded passenger jet. Uh, with crew, passengers, uh, fuel, all that, to reach cruising altitude. If it was at a continuous climb, mm. uh, it would take 25 minutes approximately to reach cruising altitude. That's 
Okay. Also, presuming that you don't hit a crosswind, it doesn't make any banking turns. Yeah. Or anything like that. So, um, so anyways, uh, eight thirty, the the uh, twin towers are coming alive. People get to work. Eight thirty-seven a.m. So we are at a total of. Let's just say that the first flight takes off at eight o'clock, seven fifty-nine, but eight o'clock. Um, we are at a total of an hour and 37 minutes later. Boston Air Traffic Control Center alerts the military, not just a particular branch, all of them. <laughs> Hello, uh, military? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, is this the number for the military? <laughs> well, yes, it is. <laughs> Boston's Air Traffic uh, Control Center alerts the U.S. Air Force, Northeast Air Defense Sector, or NEEDS, Headquartered in Rome, New York, in response, needs and mobilizes Air National Guard jets at Otis Air Force Base in Falmouth, Massachusetts, to identify the followed high follow hijacked Flight 11. So they call New York. Mm-hmm. New York calls Massachusetts, and then they dispatch some uh, not fighter jets. I guess. I mean. Well, so there's a discrepancy there because there were fighter pilots that claim they were scrambled, um, even for Flight 93, right? Which right. Uh, that happened at 842 in our timeline, United Airlines Flight 93. I think everybody knows that one specifically pretty well. Um, that one takes off. It's a Boeing 757, 37 passengers, seven crew members, departs from Newark International Airport bound mm-hmm. for SFO, San Francisco International Airport, which is not nearly as nice as Oakland International Airport. Surprising, um, actually. Yeah, actually, it is really surprising. <laughs> it is pretty surprising. It's like saying, like, uh, San Diego, not as nice as Compton. Yeah. You would be surprised. Yeah. Um, they really yeah. take care of their uh, <laughs> airport there. <laughs> um, then, now, this is Flight 93. Yeah, that's Flight 93. This is the one that um, evaporated in Shanksville. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's not okay. Uh, that's pretty good, right? Eight forty-six a.m. So four minutes after flight ninety-three takes off. Ouch! Five hijackers crash American Airlines flight eleven into floors ninety-three through ninety-nine of World Trade Center One, the North Tower. The seventy-six passengers, eleven crew members on board, and hundreds more inside the building are killed instantly. Uh, the only thing that made it out alive was a passport that flew out of the window. This, this is this. Okay, we're getting a little ahead of the official timeline. But so, eight forty-six, flight eleven crashes into the North Tower. Um, I didn't see the first plane hit. I mm-hmm. saw the second plane hit live. Mm-hmm. Um, so the official story. Is that that plane hits, right? Yeah. Um, all the passengers die, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the five hijackers. So it's like the 56 passengers, the yeah. five hijackers. Um, but the uh, one of the passports from the terrorist <laughs> make it through the fireball. Mm-hmm. Like it's in his, like it's in his pocket. Like he's getting ready to present it. He's like, yeah, he's. <laughs> I've got my paper, like I've got my papers, American swine. Um, it, passport's in his pocket, right? The passport 
flies out of his pocket <laughs> through the fireball, dodging fire yeah. as paper does. Dodging, yeah, debris, just chunks of steel, uh, massive yeah, right. wave of fuel. <laughs> yeah, just this the kinetic energy. It dips through that. Amazing. And the Niners should have signed the passport. Um, the passport flies in the air. Three blocks away, lands on the sidewalk in front of, thank God, an FBI agent. <laughs> Dude, you can't. Come on. You can't make this shit up. As corrupt as we know the Federal <laughs> Bureau of Investigations are, you mean to tell me that this guy was like, let's go see what the day has. Let me get my tie set up here. I'm going to head down here Ready to, to the... catch some criminals. <laughs> yeah. Look out, bad guys. Here I come. <laughs> and he walks out of like the coffee shop, and he's like, flop on the ground. Oh, what? what is this? A, a passport? He's 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 Saudi. This is strange. <laughs> As there's a fucking plane just burning inside of a building. Yeah, that's what they so, told us happened. <laughs> so here's the thing. That's that's much further into the timeline, right? Because this doesn't happen like right after. But um, do you remember that guy I was telling you about on Instagram that said that we were propagating lies yeah. about 9-11 for profit? Was he the FBI um, agent? Might have been because I brought up that point and I was like, um, you realize that that's part of the official story, right? And the guy goes, yeah, but they didn't use the passport to actually identify him. And I went, there's still a passport that they said flew out of a fireball that belonged to one of them. You want to know why they didn't use it to identify him? Because he just burst into fucking flames. What did you want to identify him with? Yeah. Come on. So, anyways. Yeah. Stupid. Okay, so, um, <laughs> plane hits Tower One. Yeah. Um, uh, Tower One's now on 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 uh, on fire. Mm -hmm. People are are freaking out. Uh, there's a lot of audio clips that I could play that we might play that I might set up for for um, episode two. Yeah. Lots of calls. Uh, there, lots it's... of calls from Flight ninety three. Also. So that's another thing, man. Um, it's the... it's weird. I'm pretty sure you can't make phone calls from that those elevations, but um, we'll get into that later. But Tower One, Tower One is now has now been hit. It's on fire. Um, Eight forty six. Um, you know, trucks start rolling. People mm -hmm. are getting nine one one calls. They start evacuating the building. Um, fire trucks. Uh, many, 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 many witnesses can co uh, collaborate that. Fire trucks are screaming down Seventh Avenue. They're, oh yeah, they're heading straight towards the tower. Um, at eight fifty, the uh, U.S. president is alerted. Uh, George Bush uh, Jr. is informed that a small plane has hit the North Tower. Bush and uh, Bush and his advisors assume that the crash is a tragic accident because. Uh, they knew what was happening. Um, and what, what during, I, I got to find the exact quote, but he's reading a book attempting cause we come my on. pet goat. Yeah. And he's, and, but there's something, 
I don't know if it was him or the kids were reading. They say something about steel kites. It's the it's the kids. Yeah. So I remember the audio clip, and I, I don't want, I don't butcher it too much. But what the teacher was doing was pointing to a word, mm-hmm. and then they would all read it out loud, and then sounds like this, and then she'd point to another one in the in the in the book, and it was like steel kite hit crash boom fire yeah. building, and I was like. Come on. Is anybody else a little bit worried about what kids are reading in school these days? Yeah, but but they're reading that specifically immediately after a plane crashes into WTC one. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, f- five another, minutes another later, coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's like the passport thing. Um, five minutes later, eight fifty five. The South Tower is declared secure. I don't know. <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, no one leaves. It was an announcement. Yeah, no one leaves. Everything's good. You're safe here. Guys, get back to work. The stock market is not going (laughs) to reap itself. Uh, Announcement made by the Port Authority Fire Safety Employee via the South South Tower's public address system at 855. Attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Building 2 is secure. There is no need to evacuate Building 2. If you are in the midst of evacuation, you may use the re-enter doors the re-entry doors, and the elevators to return to your office. Repeat, <laughs> building two is secure. That guy should probably lose his job. Well, okay. Now, th- it's not like these two buildings are blocks apart, right? Yeah. You, could, you can literally see the building next to you is on yeah. fire. So right. wisely, people are like, let's get the fuck out of here. Because if you're telling me that a plane flew into it, first thing I'm worried about is the fuel tank exploding, right? This is just the, mm-hmm. the from what we understand is the initial narrative. Yep. It's the same reason that if there's a car crash, you get away from the fucking burning vehicle because it has yeah. a tank full of gas and it will explode. Um, so for anybody to tell them the smartest thing for you to do is turn around, go back to your office is absolutely insane. Yet another coincidence and a fucking string of misinformation that ended up getting a lot. Yeah. That ended up getting a lot of fucking people killed for, for some dumb shit. Now the smart people, and I'm not saying everybody that died in, 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 in these towers is stupid. Clear distinction. But the smart people were like, fuck that. I'm calling it a day. And continued down the hallway, right? Continued down the stairs, down the elevator, or whatever. Um, and that should have come from, and I, I can almost guarantee, right, that there was a, a, a police chief or a fire battalion captain or a fire marshal who said, get everybody out of that fucking building. Yeah, the real heroes of this day. Yeah. And uh, I, I can guarantee you that it's one of them had said that because that's the smart thing to do. If your neighbor's house is on fire, what are they going to do? Evacuate everybody around them, both sides and the back. Get out of your house. The house in front of you is on fire. That would be yeah. the smart thing to do, right? Smart so, person. Smart person. Said yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get, I don't. Like, even if something were to happen, like, at a, like at our apartment complex. Yeah. Like, let's just say, like, the building adjacent to us just fucking blew up. hmm Right? I'm probably going to get out of my house. I'm assuming, like, gas leak. Yeah. You know, something's going on. I'm not going to stay in here with Storm Shadow and the wife and be like, well, it wasn't our building. Yeah. Let's wait it out. 
Manager says it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Manager said it's cool. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, Yeah. So uh, 859 PAPD orders evacuation of Twin Towers. Um, PAPD Sergeant Al Devona 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 Mm -hmm. issues orders to commence the evacuation of both towers. Now, this is four minutes after it was the South Tower. South Tower was declared uh, secure. Um, now, one minute later, PAPD uh, Captain Anthony Whitaker, no relation to Forrest, expands the order to include all civilians <laughs> in the World Trade World Trade Center complex be evacu- evacuated as well. So that's probably all the civilians in the surrounding areas as well. Yeah. Um, 9 a.m. Not only brings us to 9 a.m. The South Tower has still not been hit yet. Um, Earlier at 8.52, a flight attendant, uh, likely Robert John Fangman, had reached a United Airlines operator in San Francisco, California, and reported a hijacking underway. By 9 a.m., passengers Garnett, uh, Ace Bailey, Peter Burton, Hansen, and Brian David Sweeney had called family members. It's kind of interesting that they all have three names. Right. Kind of like John Wilkes Booth, mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, kind of interesting. Also. At 8.52, okay, so 8.52, a flight attendant, let me read that again. 8.52, a flight attendant, likely Robert John Fangman, had reached a United Airliner, uh, Airlines operator in San Francisco, California, and reported a hijacking underway by 9 a.m. So eight minutes later, three passengers had reached family members. So again, we're at cruising altitude, or they're likely in their descent. Mm-hmm. Halfway across the country, calling from cell phones in 2001. Mm-hmm to family members, wherever they may be in the United States. But uh, eight minutes prior to that, a flight attendant called all the way to California. Mm-hmm. And the building is hit at 9.03. The South Tower is hit. So three minutes earlier, or no, I'm sorry, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven minutes <laughs> earlier, a flight attendant calls California. Mm-hmm. And it says, "Hey, we've been hijacked." Yeah, call call the nearest. They called the yeah. nearest. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe he's on like a speed dial, or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, chances are, uh, in their defense, uh, which is a reason why they probably shouldn't have put this specifically like the location. And because I'm, what I'm guessing is they called a number, right? Uh, United Airlines number. Right. And it probably rings yeah. United Airlines employees, and they happen sure. to pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, it's got like some like elevator music jingle. Please yeah, wait exactly. while I'm connected to an operator. Yeah. So so they might not have been trying to call California specifically. California just happened to answer the call. Right. But that's just an assumption on my part. So sure. Yeah, I think that's a fair one too. Uh, not to say there was like anything nefarious about him trying to call San Francisco. Yeah. Um. 903, five, five hijackers. Damn it. <laughs> five hijackers crash United Airlines flight 175 into floors 77 through 85 of World Trade Center. Two South Tower killing the 51 passengers and nine crew members and the five hijackers. Don't forget those guys. <laughs> um, on board the aircraft, an unknown number of people inside the building. The impact renders. Um, Two of the three emergency stairwells impassable, and uh, Sir uh, 
severs a, ma- a majority, excuse me, severs a majority of the elevator cables in the area, trapping many above the impact zone and inside elevator cars. Shortly after the hijack flight 175 strikes the south tower, some workers in the building jump or fall to their deaths, which is tragic. We watched that fucking shit live. Phenomenon already witnessed after the attack on the north tower estimated uh, estimates of the number of people who die as a result of falling from the twin towers range between 50 to two, more than 200. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could stop real quick, not with the show, but with this particular instance, because um, I watched this happen live. Yeah. Like, yeah, same. Uh, I, I watched the second tower get hit, um, and I guess maybe we could tell a little bit about where we were, what what we were doing when this happened. Um, so I remember we weren't up early enough for the first one. Yeah, or like you said, boy, even the hijackings. Um, the first one we weren't up for. At the time, my brother is in the Navy, and he is stationed in Fort Worth, Texas, and. I'm I'm laying in bed and my mom shouts out. Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's just like my mom too. <laughs> she goes, no, she goes, oh my God, we're being attacked. So I jump out of bed and run out there. Like, and so in 2001, I'm 32 now. And this was 20 years ago. I would have been seven so no <laughs> uh i'm i'm a little guy i'm i'm right is that good math or i'm <laughs> you're 32 right? now this is 32 20, now 20 yeah. years ago i'm you're a little so, baby guy i'm a little, little guy. baby guy so i'm 32 now 20 this is really difficult i haven't even drank I'm 32 <laughs> now, 20 years ago i'm 13 okay 13 no is that right you got yeah it, dude it's it, it uh, when's your birthday what what August. year were you born 89 89 yeah you were you were 13 okay because i'm 85 so there's no way that he yeah because i was in high school so yeah okay you couldn't yeah, have been this prior to yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i got you okay <laughs> holy shit thank you public school oh, oh um fucking nose is bleeding after that one. Oh, jesus Christ. I got a headache from the vaccine i think <laughs> um uh, and and my mom yells this, and so I run outside or run into the the living room, and I see what's going on. So the the one tower is because they're replaying the first tower. They they keep re like replaying the tower, the first tower getting hit because yeah. it wasn't live. So they keep replaying it, replaying it, and then they cut to a live feed of the um the second tower. I don't know how they got the live feed so fast, but because there's um, someone on the ground like, all right, and five, four, <laughs> three. <laughs> it was it was the dancing Israelis in the background. <laughs> we have live feed. Come on, come. <laughs> um. So, bam, plane hits, and at this point, I'm I'm in disbelief of what I'm because everyone's freaking out now. Insane to watch. It was it was the craziest thing I've ever watched like in my life. And so the next thing that happens is my mom calls my brother on the phone. And uh, she calls him, and I'll just use, he always calls himself Hondo. So she goes, Hondo, what's going on? And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, we're being attacked right now. And he's like, where? She's like, New York. It's all over the news. Turn on the TV right now. He's like, all right, whatever. So he was like getting ready to go to work. Right. So um, (laughs) on a a Navy base. And he didn't, he had no idea. (laughs) No clue. No clue. Um, Flips on the TV. 
classic brother move. He goes, oh, fuck, I have to go to work right now. <laughs> so, uh, and if my memory serves me correctly, we didn't hear from him for a while. Yeah. So I, as as this is going on, right, I would imagine what he's seeing is probably everyone running out of their house. Yeah. Jumping into their jumpsuits. Yeah. Like, taking yeah, off like, their uh, stations. Like Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like fucking um, Star, uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. When they're all running towards yeah. the TV. We're going to war. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. Um, so they locked the base down. And I think they were allowed like one phone call in this entire period of months that we actually had no communication with them. He's like, yeah. We're locking down the base. You're not going to hear from me. Um, we're going to war. I don't know if where where I'm going, what's going on. And that was, I mean, that was scary because, yeah, it's my brother. It's my, yeah. my parents, you know, oldest son. Um, we just got attacked. You know, this is the new Pearl Harbor that they had mentioned. Mm -hmm. We'll get that later. Um, but so that was an eerie time. I think we ended up going to school that day, but yep. I think they, they, they it let everybody go home early. Yeah. And they're like, if you guys don't want to go to school today, it's, they're not like, tardy motherfucker. No. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my experience for, for 9-11. Yeah. Mine, uh, at the time, uh, my, my personal life was all kind of, kind of fucking wonky. Um, at the time, me, my mom and dad were living out of a hotel and my mom was Damn. at work already. Yeah, it was it was a fucking look at you now. Famous podcast. Check me out, bitch. Um, yeah. So <laughs> my my brother was already he had his own spot um, with a wonderful girl who he ended up not marrying, and um, you big dumb. <laughs> she was no, she was a piece of shit. Uh, oh, so so anyhow, he was he was already he was already out of high school. Um, and I, he had already graduated that year, actually, that, that prior, um, June he graduated. And so, um, 2001, I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, we're doing the math again, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. okay. So, so my mom was already at work. I wake up, my dad's getting ready to take me to my best friend at the time to his house. And then I was going to go to school. His mom was going to drop us off from there. So when I wake up, the TV's already on and I see the building on fire and groggily like waking up. I thought, no joke. I thought it was fucking diehard. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, what the fuck? And it took me a minute. Is this because the Nakatomi building? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Nak <laughs> Who flew? I don't remember. Is this like a director's cut? You know? <laughs> but I, I was like. The I Jihad director. <laughs> yeah. I was like what the fuck is this? And it took me a minute because it's daytime. Right. And die hard was all nighttime. And I'm like, no, this isn't a movie. And my, my dad is in the bathroom getting ready. And I go, what are you watching? And he goes, it's the fucking news. And I was like, what, what is going on? And he's like, somebody flew a plane into the world trade center. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, I remember because there's a story years ago. Somebody drove. I mean, when I say years ago, this is way prior to 9-11. Somebody flew yeah. like a Cessna into a building. I don't remember which building. Um, it was the Empire State. Yeah, Empire State Building. It was the Empire State Building. Yeah. And there was a giant gorilla on it and everything it was wild. 
So, but my dad was like, well, I remember he goes, it had to have been like a pilot that fucking didn't know anything. And they, a lot of they, fog or something. Yeah. And... Probably female, you know, um, <laughs> you know how they drive. Am I right guys? <laughs> so, but he's like, it had to have been like a mistake, you know, like they, they didn't know how to fly. It had to have been like training or something. And then, uh, he's like, well, let's, let's, let's get, uh, let me, let me get ready to take you over to your buddy's house. So we get in the car after I get ready and everything. And we're, and that's the only thing you could hear on the radio. That's all yeah. dude, sports stations, whatever. That's all they were talking about. And they're like possible terrorist attack, blah, 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 blah. So we get over to my buddy's house. We're getting ready to go to school and me, him, his mom and his stepdad are all watching TV. Boom. Watch the second plane hit the towers. And it was so surreal to see because, like, you're not expecting that, you know? So we're like, holy shit. My buddy's mom goes, it has to be that terrorist. They've been talking about him for months. What's his name? Bin Laden. And then somebody says, like, oh, Al-Qaeda, Bin Laden, blah, 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 on the news, right? And she's like, I fucking told you. Like, we're going to war. We're going to war. And see starship troopers, dude. So my, my cousin Mike at the time, he was getting ready to exit the Navy. He was just waiting on his papers to get sent back to him, confirming that he was out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, holy shit, this is insane. I've never fucking never would have expected to see this. So I'm like, are we going to school still? So his mom calls the school. They're like, yes, yeah, school's still in session. But if you're like, we're not keeping track, really. Like, if you want to come, cool. If not. So oh, kids come up missing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go to school. So we go to school and we don't do shit all day. The TV's yeah, on no. constantly. All of a sudden, kids' phones are ringing. Their parents are calling them. Fucking, you know. They have family members that are first responders in New York. They had family members that work in the Twin Towers, teachers uh, that yeah. have family, all that shit, dude. And it was like the day was just such a fucking haze. Yeah. Uh, we end up going home and th that's still that was on the news for fucking ever. Right. So it was it was pretty fucking wild to see, dude. Yeah. Um, And at that time. I assumed that this is what happened, right? Fucking mm -hmm. bunch of hijackers got on these planes, flew them into the World Trade Center just to be assholes to America. Just to be assholes. Yeah. And, but um, I will say that the most positive thing, because even watching first responders go into this rubble, I remember this detail sticks out to me the most. And it's kind of a shame how we treat, well, it's not kind of a shame. It's an absolute shame how we treat our first responders, firemen. Uh, police officers, doctors and nurses that were down here trying to help find people, right? Plenty of volunteers. It got to the point where the rubble was, was so bad. There were still spotty fires in the area um, that they were writing their social security numbers on their legs or their arms or whatever, just in case uh, something ended up falling on them. They got stuck in the rubble and they could mm -hmm. be identified. Um, yeah, that, that stuck out to me the most um let's take a quick break there um and then we'll kind of wrap up the rest of the official timeline remember guys we're, we're focusing on the official yeah. timeline. It's, it's almost it was only three hours long so we're, we're almost yeah. to the end of that timeline the second tower has collapsed yeah um 
before we walk away, I, I, I wanted to say this because, like, I throughout my childhood, I have like pockets of memories, mm-hmm. right? like pockets of things I remember from like junior high, high school, middle school. Um, I still remember everything about that day, and to think about the psychological operation that was that was being orchestrated mm-hmm. around the entire nation at the time. They're letting kids watch on TV at school. Yeah, people knowingly die mm-hmm. as the towers collapse yeah I, re- I remember watching the the falling man photo right because mm-hmm. I, re- I remember watching i go what the fuck is that and i went oh fuck those are people falling out of yeah. the bill jumping out of the building um what was that boy do you remember this there's a show there's a there's like a oh, fuck man can't remember the show the firefighter show um and it had um <laughs> Is it Ladder 49? That might be it. That sounds right. No, Rescue Me. It was Rescue oh, okay. Me. That's okay. what it was. With, um, oh gosh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, well, I'm pulling up the cast right now because it's going to bother me. Um, um, Dennis Leary. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So there was this synonymous scene that's, that's still really true and really eerie. Because I remember um, at recess that day, like, and we're kids. We're either playing like football. We're playing. Um, we play butts up all the time Hell at yeah. this school that I was going to. We just everyone sat on the playground. No one talked to each other. Just like everybody in dead silence. No, yeah. I, don't, I think everybody was scared. We didn't know what to say. We had no. We just watched a bunch of people fucking die. Yeah. We had no idea what's going on. We're like, and our dumb parents left us at school. Yeah. They're you like, know, well, see idiots. you later. <laughs> so, all right, let us know how your mental well-being is. <laughs> but so there's a there's one clip from Ladder 49, or um, Rescue Me, that I remember. And Dennis Larry goes into this bar. And he goes, um, let me get eight fingers of whiskey. And he's like, eight fingers? And he's like, well, this many. <laughs> eight fingers. And the guy goes, okay, here you go. So he pours in this tall whiskey and he starts drinking. And uh, it just so happened to be like the 9-11 anniversary that mm-hmm. day. That's why he was like all fucked up, you know? Yeah. It was a really good show. I mean, it's psychological drama. But um, he goes, you know, it's like about like a $75 glass of whiskey. Like just, you know, based on liquor prices or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, wow, that's unfortunate considering I only have about $8 in my wallet. <laughs> and the bartender like tried to grab it away from him and he goes, No, 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 he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, you know, you know, fuck you. And fuck everybody in this bar too. And he goes, Can any of you name a firefighter or a police officer that died on nine eleven? Anybody? Give me one name. But I bet you can all name the the finalist of American Idol last year. And like the whole bar went silent. Mm-hmm. And then the bartender like slid over the whiskey to him. He's like, This one's on the house. Yeah. And like the shit. scene ended, but it was like, there's some real shit yeah. in, you know, a fucking drama. Yeah. But well, every, everybody made a promise to never forget. And it seems yeah. like, especially this year, everybody fucking forgot. Yeah. So it's weird. <laughs> it was like only people in our community. Yeah. Are, are, are talking about 20 years later. Mm-hmm. I haven't forgot what happened that day. Yep. The second day, the second darkest day in American history. <laughs> so we're going to step away for just a quick break. Um, and then we'll be back to wrap up the second part of part one on 11 the three towers. So we'll be right back.
Yes, sir. Hey, Truth Hooligans. Man, 2020 was a wild year. And if 2020 hasn't made you think about how unprepared you were, perhaps you need to stock up on some supplies and we'll help you be better prepared in the upcoming disaster for Mother Nature, enemies foreign or domestic. So check out our good friends over at PatriotSupply.com. Check out our good friends at MyPatriotSupply.com. My Patriot Supply is a trusted self-reliant supplier of all things survival and preparedness. Prepping isn't crazy. And being prepared isn't crazy. They offer a full lineup of storable foods, everything from short-term to long-term food storage, to the gluten-free options as well as water and air purification systems. So head on over to our website and click on the affiliates page. Check out MyPatriotSupply.com with a direct link to all your preparedness supplies. Be a truth hooligan and join the millions of Americans who have taken safety of their families and readiness to the next level by staying a step ahead of the disasters at MyPatriotSupply.com. So head over to our website, WBConspiracies.com, Click on that special link under the affiliates page and get prepared today. MyPatriotSupply.com. And we're back. We are back from break. Uh, so getting back into the timeline, um, let's see. We were, okay, 9.05, the, informing the U.S. president while visiting an elementary school in Sarasota, Florida. That's shocking. The U.S. president, George W. Bush learns from the White House Chief of Staff Andrew Card that a second plane has crashed into the World Trade Center Tower. 25 minutes later, before leaving the elementary school, President Bush delivers remarks calling the attacks a national tragedy and noting that he spoke with several officials during U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney, New York Governor George Pataki, and FBI Director Robert S. Mueller III. Oh. Imagine that. Hmm. Imagine that. His name sounds familiar. His name sounds familiar. Uh, hold on, real quick, because I feel like yep. George Bush's reaction was literally this, just kind of drawn out. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa, what? Damn, that's crazy. Anyways, well, considering he was at first reading "My Pet Goat" fucking upside down. <laughs> Word. Um, I do want to show. I'm going to screen share real quick uh, window. Um, I'm going to share the timeline that I'm looking at just real quick. Can you see that boy? Mm, no. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There okay. it is. So I'm sure you've seen this photo recently. Mm -hmm. So this, this firefighter here, um, uh, this is uh, Brian Eugene Bilcher, responded with Squad One. Uh, he died that day. This is one of the last photos of him seen um, as he's running into the tower. Uh, just stuff like that. I mean, even even years after, like, is still like gut wrenching. Yeah. Well, and the, the tragedy know. just is compounded and compounded by, you know, the. The illnesses, the PTSD, the deaths that came after 9-11. And th this is another instance of you said you would never forget, but you forgot. And mm -hmm. and I think everybody mm -hmm. who hasn't watched, maybe maybe I'll try and, uh, and rip it and put it up on our Instagram. But the, the John Stewart uh, deposing the government to try and secure proper health care for first responders who ended up getting cancer years after um, uh, from all the, uh, from all the asbestos and, and amongst other illnesses. Right. Um, and even including, you know, the mental toll that it took on people. It's, it was, 
extremely sad to see the government and um, the public in general just kind of meh. Yeah. They, that's what they signed up for, you know. Um, mm-hmm. extremely tragic. Yeah. So. Yeah. So leading into flight seventy seven, um, uh, which took off at uh, again eight twenty, um, at nine twelve, flight attendant. Renee M. May calls her mother, Nancy May, and tells her that hijackers have seized control of the plane, forcing passengers... First person you should call when you're hijacked. Your mom. Your mom. I agree. (laughs) Uh, When they are disconnected, Nancy May calls American Airlines. Um, Again, I don't know how they're making phone calls in 2001 from fucking flip phones (laughs) at that elevation, but... uh, 9.30, the Mayor's Office of Emergency Management uh, is evacuated. Oh, that's lovely. Guess where they were at? Tower seven. Oh, what happened to that tower? Is that on mm. our timeline? Sure is. <laughs> um, nine thirty-six. The evacuation of U.S. Vice President uh, Captain Dick Cheney uh, to the Presidential Emergency Operations Center beneath the White House. I'm sure that's not where he mm. was, because um, there is a doomsday plane also in the air at this time for the. Uh, continuation of the government if uh, the you know everything collapses. Damn. Uh, at nine thirty seven, a missile or uh, a plane, <laughs> flight seventy seven hits the Pentagon, where fifty three passengers, six crew members, and five remember terrorists die. They crash, and ensuing fire kills one hundred twenty five military and civilian personnel on the ground. Now, of the video, the like six minute video. Of the Pentagon being hit after the 9-11 Commission report comes out. They release three still frame photos. Mm-hmm. Not showing an airplane. They show like the nose and then explosion and then bigger explosion. Yeah. Well, it's just right? traveling too fast. It's just, just way too super fast. Uh, okay, because we just watched fucking live footage of an airplane hit the tower from like a fucking camcorder. Okay. Have you ever seen someone that's like seven, five run? (laughs) Now now this is all, it's all relative to, to the discussion because when you see someone that tall run, they might run a four forty, right? But when you're watching it, that's lightning fast for a Goliath. and, And that's because their steps are so giant, right? They have the, have a giant gate. But when you look at it live, it looks extremely slow. And and that's mm-hmm. exactly how the planes looked when they crashed into the building. We we like you said, we right. saw it live. And it looks like it's mm-hmm. almost slow motion because this is a Boeing 767, 757, oh. giant planes, right? But for some reason, the plane that flew into the <laughs> Pentagon was so nimble, so fast, so low to the ground. It it made this it made this diving pitch and pulled up just in time. Because I mean, comparative to a plane, the Pentagon is like you gotta fucking hit it perfect, right? But these guys yeah. just learned how to fly a plane. And they got it down. They could have got a job anywhere. They could have joined the Air Force because of how mm-hmm. good they were, you know? <laughs> yep. Pretty good. Um, interestingly enough, that same individual that, uh, accused us of perpetrating lies about 9-11 for profit, <laughs> um, 
that I had brought up the the Pentagon image, and I said, "So, why don't they just release the whole the whole footage? Just release the yeah. whole thing, right? Why not put that to yeah. bed right now? Release the whole thing. Game over. That that narrative of anything other than a plane hitting the Pentagon is now mm-hmm. done." And he's like, "They did release the whole thing." No, I said, "No, they didn't. They released three still frames." He said, no, the, the video back then was just not very good. I said, okay, let's go with that for a second. Then how come minutes after the FBI goes in and confiscates the security footage of the gas station across mm-hmm. the street that also caught the plane? It's national security. Okay. Release that footage. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they have video cameras there now from the gas station? Well, yeah, probably. So. Yeah. Here's the thing, because that's a stupid answer from 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 that idiot. Right. Because what you're telling me is that I would say probably even more secure than the White House, arguably, is the Pentagon. So you're telling you're telling me that they didn't have top of the line security cameras there. Right. (laughs) Because regardless of what we had. Right. Regardless of what we were using, this is a top secret government facility. Right. And you're meaning to tell me that their cameras were so poor that they couldn't determine what was hitting that building. But the gas station across the street, who should have even worse footage still, because if that was the case, you're across the street. The gas station has video footage of this. But there, I mean, the Pentagon's video feed is not that good. How good is this? Does the Pentagon own this fucking gas station? How good is their footage? Maybe. But they took their footage still. And even if that was the case, whatever, it's terrible footage. They release terrible footage of Bigfoot all the time, right? They release (laughs) terrible footage of UFOs all the time. Why not release terrible footage of this giant jetliner hitting the Pentagon? regardless of how good the quality is, because I can guarantee you something we could clean up that video to the best of our abilities today and determine exactly what it was, how fast it was going, how Mm -hmm. big it was, you know? Yeah. And then you have to go with the argument too, that the Pentagon doesn't have some type of missile defense system. Yeah. Come on. It's like top secret shit. Come on. Because if that was the case, you don't think that an actual terrorist would have fucking bombed that a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, if you just look at a picture of the White House, it just looks like a building sitting in the middle of a giant, beautiful garden. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Why? You can't just shoot it. You know what I mean? You can't just toss a rocket at it. It's not how it works. Right. But the Pentagon? Ah, fuck it. Right. Fuck it. It's the Pentagon. Fuck it. Who's going to attack that thing? Come on. We're good. Uh, yeah, so 9.42, okay, so the uh, Pentagon's hit at 9.37, 9.42, FAA grounds all flights, except for Bin Laden's family. <laughs> uh, 9.45, D.C. evacuations, evacuation begin at the White House and U.S. Capitol, where the House of Representatives and Senate are in session. I fucking also doubt that. They're not voting on bills yeah. right now when they know what the fuck's yeah, going on. no. They were long gone way Of course this. they were. Um... The thing that gets me the most is what we're getting into right now. Um, 9.58, a 911 call from Flight 93. Uh, 37 telephone calls are known to have been made from the hijacked Flight 93. Mm-hmm. Apparently, only people on this plane had more than two cell phones. <laughs> um, most placed 
from the rear of the plane. One of the last calls made by passenger Edward P. Felt, um, who uses his cell phone to dial 911 after closing himself in a restroom to avoid detection. So they let him poop. Yeah. All right, just no, don't they, call they, cops. No, 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 yeah, no cops. Uh, to avoid, by flipping on the, the red occupied <laughs> sign to avoid detection. Flight 93 is flying so low that he succeeds in reaching an emergency operator nearby West Merlin County, Pennsylvania. Oh, so now the planes are low enough to make phone calls. <laughs> um, one minute later at 9.59, I feel like they could have spread their timeline out a little bit more, but... Uh, South Tower collapses. Mm -hmm. um, it burned for 56 minutes. The South Tower collapses in 10 seconds, kind of like a free fall speed. Um, 9.59, continuity, continuity of government procedures are underway. The doomsday plane is already mm -hmm. up there. Uh, 10.03, the crash of Flight 93. Four hijackers crash Flight 93 in a field near the town of Shanksville in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. After the passengers and crew stormed the cockpit, um, the 33 passengers and seven crew members on board perished. The crash site is approximately 20 minutes flying from Washington, D.C. Uh, at 10.15, we're moving mm -hmm. here. Collapse of the Pentagon E-ring. Uh, this is after the Pentagon has been burning for, what, 45 minutes or so? About, yeah. Let's see. Uh yeah, nine thirty never nine thirty seven, so forty seven. Oh no, it's only been fourteen minutes total. Um, that the no, I'm sorry, thirty minutes, thirty roughly thirty minutes. The Pentagon uh, E ring um, collapses after firefighters have already you know battling the yeah. fire. Um, that section falls. Uh, ten twenty eight. The North Tower collapses, um, burning for 102 minutes, so a little over an hour. More than 1,600 people are killed as a result of the attack on the North Tower. Um, 11.02, the New York City mayor orders evacuation of Lower Manhattan. There's so many images and, and videos yeah. of this. 12.16, um, U.S. airspace is closed, except for, you know, Bin Laden's family. They got out okay. Um, 1230, a group of 14 survivors are located in the ruins of North Towers Stairwell B. Early afternoon, um, rescue efforts continue at World Trade Center, uh, both, both sites. Um, 3 p.m., FDNY rescues, uh, survivors at World Trade Center site. They're still digging people out of the rubble. 520 that evening, the collapse of World Trade Center 7. After burning for seven hours, by the way, I want to point this out because this is pretty much the end of the timeline. Yeah. So 5.20 p.m., Tower 7 collapses. After burning for hours, 7 World Trade Center collapses. The 47-story tower had been evacuated earlier. There were no casualties. Um, Mr. Stevenson, is that his name? Larry mm. Stevenson? I believe is who took out the insurance policy on that building, but what timing, what timing? He's also on video. Mm -hmm. You big dummy <laughs> saying that the best decision or we had made decision. It was the best decision to make. We made the decision to pull the building. Now that means they demoed the mm -hmm. building. 
So if during that time, prior to the the, the collapse of Tower 7, um, they were operating in that building, they were evacuated early on. There was no deaths, mm-hmm. right? So everyone's out. That means that building was wired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pre wired. When was yeah. it wired? Pre wired. So, when was it wired is a question. And is it reason enough to believe if that building was wired? When, when could the other buildings have been wired? It wasn't during the evacuation. Yeah. It wasn't prior to the eight o'clock, you know, hustle and bustle of Bagel Brothers <laughs> getting there, yeah. right? So if we could determine that one building was wired, I mean, I think it would be fair to say that we could determine that the other two mm-hmm. were wired. Um, and it wasn't until 8.30 that night that the U.S. president addresses the nation from the White House. Um, the search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. They already fucking knew what they were going to pin yeah. it on. And uh, at 10.30 that night, they they rescue actually some more people that were trapped in the rubble. That's kind of where this specific timeline um, and this timeline specifically, if you want to check it out, it's 9-11 Memorial. It's a pretty cool visual timeline of the uh, memorial. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was one, one part I had mentioned to Boya that I had found. I don't think it was on this site, but it was going through the um, timeline of that day. And there was one thing. <laughs> That they had said about the hijackers. It was like, you know, 6.59 that morning or whatever. And it was like, you know, terrorist number seven calls terrorist number 12. And they had a conversation on their cell phone in the airport about, um, you know, their their plans for the day about the attack is underway. What I'm you like, doing? Just thinking about killing the American. Oh, that's a German guy. But... Yeah. It... Killing. Just. What's on your mind? Jihad, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking about jihad. <laughs> yeah, here, here's so another stupid. interesting, because of the live news feed, right? This was a time where reporters didn't have time this day, and they didn't have time to bullshit, right? Now, first and last time this was ever aired was the reporter in front of the Pentagon after a bomb, I mean, a plane hit the Pentagon. <laughs> Um, he goes, yeah, it's weird. There's just a giant gaping hole here. There's, everything's on fire. Um, I was able to get close enough to kind of inspect the, the blast area and there's no debris of any kind. There's no wing section. There's no tail section. There's no fuselage. Everything is, 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 is gone. There's nothing there. It's almost as if a bomb hit it. And that was the last time they ever fucking played that on air. Um, anytime I've mm-hmm. ever seen it on YouTube, it's like a fucking phantom clip. It's there, and then it gets deleted. You could probably find it on yep. BitChute. I'm sure someone on Rockfin has it. I've seen it quite a bit on Instagram, Twitter, things like that. Um, yeah. It, it, but there's a lot of instances like that, even, even down by uh, all three towers that collapse. And there was also a hotel that was damaged at the base of the towers, uh, Hilton Hotel. Um, but there's plenty of reporters, bystanders, everything like that, talking about how they've seen explosions. Even Uh Trump was down there. Trump was down lower Manhattan, right? And he 
spoke about it that that right hours after it happened, there was explosions. There's videos of um of apartment buildings nearby watching taking videos of these planes flying into them and then the towers collapsing and they even talk about oh my god there's flashes in the windows yeah um one of one of it's kind of like that building that collapsed in florida yeah recently. exactly remember all those flashes yeah. that were yeah. happening and that was much easier to see because it was at nighttime when it happened but uh, yeah. I think my favorite part about all of this was MTV was doing this fucking live coverage of 9-11. But they're like, and Dave Chappelle has a skit about this in one of his stand-up routines. And they're they're calling, they call fucking Ja Rule. And they're like, Ja Rule, let's, let's see how Ja Rule feels about fucking 9-11, right? And they're only taking calls mostly from celebrities, uh, it was Carson Daly's fucking show. Yeah. And I'm like, Love that dude, guy. and they'll be like, yeah, it's really sad. You know, we'll be right back after this music video. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And Ashanti. <laughs> uh, but there was always there when you call. <laughs> yeah, it was like, who the fuck cares about what Fat Joe and Ja Rule think about fucking 9-11, you know? <laughs> um, and And it was like that whole month was so weird in general right it was still shock mm -hmm. right um i know there were plenty of, of people um that i went to high school with who were like um that's it i'm going to join the military and even up until i graduated because yeah. 2003 things were still fucking popping off uh, a lot a lot of yeah. people i went to school with fucking pat tillman yeah, bro Pat tillman yeah fucking some 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 real true fucking Americans, right? Because I remember people were like, dude, are you, are you signing up? And I'm like, there's fucking no way I can sign up for that shit, dude. I don't have that type of, that type of fucking mindset. I can't, I can't do it. Especially once I started really thinking like, this does not smell right. I don't know if I can yeah. go and fight in this war for. This smells like thermite <laughs> to me. I don't know. Dude, because it wasn't, it wasn't long after that. Um, We'll get into that in the next episode when this was kind of a giant awakening for a lot of people, a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now my, I mean, my awakening didn't actually happen until like 2008, mm -hmm. but from like 2001 until 2008, until I was actually a senior in high school, I was like, America, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Kill the terrorists and scalp their heads <laughs> off. You know what I mean? I was like, I was fucking all yeah. about that shit. And then I watched Loose Change, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, but there was something I wanted to mention about Flight 93. It, it, what what bothers me the most about... Uh, I mean, there's so much that we're going to go into in the next two episodes. Um, but Flight 93 is this, is this propaganda piece that they use to... It, it was a motivation for the people to, again join collaterally that uh collaterally collectively <laughs> yeah, yeah. for support of us going to war and it was like you know that let's roll you know mm -hmm. that that famous line like let's get him let's roll um and then this plane crashes allegedly in <laughs> Shanksville Pennsylvania yeah. no bodies no luggage no plane no fuselage no turbines, Nothing. no black box, no just a hole. Yeah. Just no a plane hole. debris at all. There, You see some debris, 
but it definitely doesn't look like a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And and so when you watch the movies they made about it, the reenactments they made about it, the phone calls they play about it, they'll have you think that they wrestled these motherfuckers to the ground. But there, there's a lot of technical issues wrong with that scenario. Because if that plane was flying at full speed and nosedived into that fucking this is to the to that field you're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of parts um p- pretty much vaporized but not completely missing you would still see plenty of body parts plenty of luggage plenty of a lot of things i mean we've seen jets crash into the ocean right which if anybody knows anything you hit the water at full speed and you might as well be hitting concrete it's like fucking concrete yeah. you might as well be hitting yeah. a fucking wall and you still find plenty of debris, you know what I mean? We've seen plane crashes before into the ground. You can find some shit. There was nothing to identify anything. Yeah. It's like that uh, Malaysia flight that disappeared. Like That's the only other plane that ever disappeared besides United 93. Um, Now, again, this is the, you know, the official timeline. So that's kind of where we were going off of one of these sites. As the because uh, most of these are, are pretty um, unanimous yeah. with the timeline, there might be some variations or they might add some details, mm-hmm. subtract some details. But um, I'm I want to say this before we end the show. I don't, I don't, um, I don't agree with the theory that there were no planes. Yeah, absolutely not. I might be more on the side of there was nobody in the mm-hmm. planes and they were like drones yeah. or something or like a remote yeah. control or they something. had a guy. <laughs> right. Right. They actually had a terrorist. Yeah, in one the plane. Terry. Like, just fly this in Yeah, one, one, one Terry. Not five. Just one Terry. Just one Terry. Um, I would be more willing to believe that than there was no planes. Yeah, um, definitely not holograms. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I don't think... That's that's probable. The, the 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 biggest thing that I would look at from that perspective, and this is more into like episode two and three, but um, the argument of like, well, why would they spare people's lives on an airplane, but then not the people's in the towers? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the, what's the difference at that point? I mean, they're willing to kill three thousand people, right? Knowingly, like they they knew because I think maybe. I could speak for all of us that, that we probably believe that the buildings were wired to blow, right? The plane was the excuse Mm -hmm. for them collapsing. But you got to think about when I was reading about the second tower that where the plane hit, Mm -hmm. right? (coughs) Which the way that they had it wired, they, they wired it to maximize death because they're eliminating escape routes. Which is, I mean, the, the type of people that we're dealing with that did this anyways, it shouldn't be surprising, yeah. but it just kind of adds another layer of like, fuck mm-hmm. onto it, you yeah, know, for sure that, that their purpose was to actually trap people in these buildings. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like you said, there's, there's even first responders that were like, no, like we fucking, you boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. We fucking hit it. Yeah. You know? And um, you know, there's there's still organizations out there that are 
seeking truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, what is it? The, um, engineers and the building engineers for nine 11 truth or something yeah. like that. Like hundreds of engineers that have gotten together and said like, Nope. Yeah. Structurally, that's mm-hmm. impossible and, and could not uh, happen that way. Headed back to our occult episode, we, we do speak about nine 11 and the actual construction of the towers. And it's, it's fairly interesting because there are some rumors some of them um, are, have a little bit more truth to them than the rest, and those would be that the the beams, a lot of the beam, or a lot of the skeleton of the building, not the not the beams because it's a little different, but a lot of the skeleton of the building was actually built out of hollow aluminum. Um, mm-hmm. And but we'll, we'll get into that more in the in the coming episodes. But yeah, I mean, you have like like Big Country said, you have experts in the field questioning what's going on and it's similar to what's going on now with uh with whole covid and everything when you have doctors who run their own practices and see patients every day disputing what um fucking fauci and the cdc and the who say right uh it's it's similar they all got shut down they were all called stupid quacks fucking conspiracy theorists but they have plenty of experience in the field mm-hmm. and plenty of evidence to support their theories on what actually took place that day. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, wow, man. Good intro. Huh? Good part. Yeah. One. yeah. Good shit. Oh, Jesus. Damn. Damn. Uh, anything else you want to add for part one? Yeah. Um, Timeline? Dick Cheney, rotten hell. W you're next. Um, as far as the Grim Reaper is concerned, that's not a direct threat from me to you. But uh, yeah, not your 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 you're gonna have a special spot next to uh, next to fucking Cheney, um, next to Little Nas X. <laughs> yeah, you get yourself a lap dance while you're down there, fucking weirdo. But uh, you, you, you guys are gonna find out a lot of weird, creepy coincidences um, concerning the whole cast and crew. Right. And if you would like to see a picture of the cast and crew, look no further than the picture that they all took yesterday at the nine or on nine eleven during the nine eleven memorial <clears throat> service, which was purely a photo op for them. Um meanwhile, Donald Trump was actually down shaking hands with first responders, meeting them, discussing what happened, making speeches. Um two different types of uh leaders were were definitely spotted. That- that bigot racist that son of a bitch tell you what <laughs> another bitch <laughs> yeah uh boy i want to see if we can maybe post that to our instagram so that way people know what the photo about. Yeah, yeah the photo yeah, yeah i get that um uh, i'm gonna see if maybe we can even release this episode a little bit earlier um since we don't want to wait you know all the way till friday but um so that way all three all three parts come out in september yeah. uh, like i said we do apologize for not releasing this episode last week which would have been the day before nine eleven, but um, we're on it, man. We're on it. We're into part one. Uh, we're off to part two, and coming at the end of the month, part three. Three towers, <laughs> one president, <laughs> one CIA operative, multiple FBI Ten years agents. to find him, <laughs> <laughs> one surviving passport. Yeah, no, one disappearing airplane. <laughs> Nobody else survived, so but a fucking passport survived. <laughs> yeah. One CIA operative 
It took 10 years and 48 wars to find him <laughs> in his house. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. That is um, that wrapping up uh, part one of 9-11, the three towers, three part series that we got coming out for all the hooligans out there. If you like this episode, please like it, share it, subscribe to the show if you haven't, and leave us a review. That helps us kind of climb up the charts. Yeah. Um, you know, if we all have to get vaccinated, uh, maybe if we could do the show full time, then we can just stay here and not get yeah. vaccinated. And do Word. Um, so that and would be if neat. you're on Rockfin, uh, like, subscribe, and listen to everything we have. If you're not on Rockfin, get on Rockfin. Um, there's some exclusive stuff. We already have one Rockfin exclusive. We also do hooliganisms that are exclusive. Um, and if you really like it, you can just give us the tip. Um, we would appreciate that. There's actually a tip button. That's not gay or, but I like the way you press, just give yeah, us the tip, but not that anything wrong with gay people. We just, no, we just no. want, we just, we just want you to like us. <laughs> we just want you to like us with the with tip. The tip. <laughs> so that's it for this episode of whiskey, beer and conspiracies podcast. I have been big country boy. and we'll see you guys for part two. Hey, what is up, Truth Hooligans? I want to tell you about our good friends over at Cushy Dreams. That's right, Cushy Dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flour in cans and pre-rolled CBD joints. Listen, smoking crack is bad for you, okay? Smoke something that's good for you. That's at Cushy Dreams. It's legal in all 50 states, ships directly to your door, and you can enjoy all the health benefits of CBD without getting you high that's right under 0.3 grams of thc their product is 100 hand trimmed and grown right here in the good old us of a baby that's right a suck it a china okay each batch is slowly cured for two to four weeks to guarantee maximum freshness and to preserve the flavor of the cannabinoids so you know you're getting the best join the men and women who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their cbd Cushy Dreams smokable CBD looks, feels, and tastes like high-quality marijuana and is independently lab-tested to show compliance and purity. All of their results are posted on their website on each vial that is shipped to you. Each joint, or tin, you order comes in a specific Indica Sativa blend like Energy, Hustle, Relax, and many, many more. My personal favorite is Relax. Listen, after a crazy 2020 already get into a crazy 2021 and after a 10-hour workday i just want to relax and smoke me some cbd to really let my mind just kind of soothe on for the rest of the day if you know what i mean so head on over to cushydreams.com and use the special promo code wbc to get you 20 percent off your first order that's right cushy dreams k-u-s-h-y dreams.com and use special promo code w bc to get you 20 percent off your first order smoke your cbd and welcome to the nebuchadnezzar i want you to get up now i want all of you to get up out of your chairs i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore donald trump putin and shit by order of the hooligans, welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar.